everyone. Just a quick note before we get started. Dan and I are going to take a couple weeks off so we can enjoy what's left of our summer. We'll be back next month with new episodes. But in the meantime, enjoy episode 30 of My America. Yesterday, I walked 22,000 steps. Wow. That's amazing. Well done. Thank you. I did not make that mark the other day, but I got pretty close. I think I was like around 18,000. For what? Well, I went for my daily walk. And so I had like six or 7,000 or whatever, but then I was, so we've had bad weather here. Um, and we had a couple trees fall down near our house. And so I was out cleaning that mess up. And what I was doing is, is my friend was using his chainsaw. I would grab this, the twigs and branches and I'd walk them over to near where I'm piling them up in order for the village to come pick them up. And so I was walking a ton. Oh yeah. And I just like, it's just, it's amazing how much uh, after three and a half hours of just back and forth, back and forth, how many it adds up. So crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, with all that weather though, like I was kind of feeling down about it and I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like, you know, it could be worse though. I mean, I know like the tree fell between a a bush and the house. It didn't hit the house. The other tree fell down between two garages. So it could be worse. He was, and, but he he went even further. He's like, you could be, you know, stuck in an underground hole full of water with all the rain that we've had. I know he means well, Okay, here's what happened is that you specifically said, help me stop opening these shows like this. I know, I know, but that but I couldn't. That, that was real life and the pun together. That kind of story is what almost got me divorced. Or or dead. I don't know what she was gonna kill. Oh, no. But it's that really reeling you in with the real story is is fun. Um, so in uh reeling me in. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was on that my bucket funny list. For writing. Oh Lord. To tell that joke. Um. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Bucket. So I was thinking the other day that um, I was well, I was having a conversation with somebody, genuinely, and thinking, okay, I'm doing this work for myself and for my country and for my fellow humans, uh, anti-racism work, and and I do. I do. I, I am grateful when I'm recognized for it, okay. but I don't, I don't do the work for that. Right. Okay. But I want to be like a safe person as safe as I can be as a cisgender straight white American male. How do I, like, how, how do I, how do I be that? And so it got me thinking about this whole idea of having an ally badge, <laughs> which is so dumb, but that was the thought, like, not that I want one, but you know, but how do hmm. I portray the fact that I'm, I'm, trying to do my part, not for the accolades, but just to know that like, there are people doing the work, right? Yeah. So the idea of having an ally badge came up and that was our subject today. So tell me how to get an ally badge, Kim. No, um, <laughs> this idea, because other people do, right? I see other people saying, well, this, I'm an anti-racist and, and I'm doing all the work. And like, I would rather be the one who is recognized for it without being recognized for it, I guess. That makes okay. sense. I don't, I don't know. That makes sense even. Uh, but that's the subject today. You ready to dive okay. into this? You gonna you gonna answer all my questions for me? Yeah, let's dive into it. I have thoughts as always. Let's start the show. All right, let's start the show. So, uh, hey, welcome listeners. Oh, I also had, by the way, somebody the other day tell me uh, how much they enjoy listening to the show. And they oh. have us on a playlist to listen to all of them. Uh, but they really enjoyed our banter. Uh, and don't hate your laughter. So it wasn't your mom. Yes. Yes, <laughs> but uh, we were talking about all this kind of stuff and how we both. So he's a, a friend of mine, lives in the same area I do, pretty conservative area, 
uh, grew up in a conservative church going household and stuff. And just like really enjoys our discussions and the fact that we're trying to just kind of change the world a little bit. So, uh, Chris, mm. thanks for listening. And there you go. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. So, and he does you enjoy interrupted your, yourself. your banter. He enjoyed oh. that. I want to give you a compliment. Chris enjoys yes. you. Me as Thank you eh. very much. Um, That's fair. I need people to start bringing me down a little bit. But I thought you were already short enough as it. No. So did, did no. So. Your height's the perfect height. Do you want to introduce the show? you some compliments. Show? I got to tear you down. Do you want to okay, introduce yes. the show? Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll get caught in this cycle of just <laughs> circular crap. Pick, pick, pick. So welcome to My America. I am Dan, one of your hosts and one of your voices in your head. Uh, cisgender, straight, hetero-American, male, identify as he, him, his pronouns, uh, have grew up in a pretty conservative area. I'm in Michigan. Uh, I am in marketing and I have been in news and I've been a pretty conservative person, but in the last few years uh, have begun to really find this progressive path that I'm on. Um, but I just recognize the fact that we are way too divided in this country and we need to have discussions and be able to argue and have spirited discussions without walking away going, you effing idiot. Yeah. And so that's my perspective. I don't know. Go ahead. Who are you? Um, Excellent. Um, Dan, thanks for being here today. My name is Kim. I'm the host of the show. And if I play my cards right, I will be the voice inside of your head. Wherever you go, whatever you think, there will be Kim. You listen you to be. enough episodes. You, it's true. You are my conscience. So <laughs> It's a slow burn. I'm getting there. Um, uh, straight, cisgender, heterosexual, white female living in Los Angeles. I work in television production and on the side have a nonprofit trying to increase voter turnout by changing the way that we educate our, um, our, our youths all the way to our elders on voting and all that kind of stuff. Nonpartisan, totally nonpartisan, um, yep. which I am not. I no. am uh, super liberal. So they come with a cape. Go. Oh, yeah. What is yeah. is what is more? What is greater? What is extra super or uh, Uber? Um, well, in my mind, super liberal super. or Uber liberal? Super. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uber lib. Oh, you know what? It would be super because um, I deleted my Uber app and sent them a strongly worded letter <laughs> at the uh, beginning uh, of the Trump's president of the Trump presidency. So right. it actually wouldn't be, if anything, all it'd right. be lift liberal. Okay. Now I think that Uber has perhaps kind of tried to come around and redeem themselves a little bit in the gig economy and like AB five, yeah. and these are all just liberal catchphrases that uh, Californians know what I mean. <laughs> but you know, I I try not to. I don't know. It's very, I'm very conflicted about the gig economy because it's important for people to have money, but you know, they need to be paid better and given the benefits and not, you know, these companies want to keep them as uh... anyway. um, That's not, that's So you don't use the word Uber for anything then, huh? Never. (laughs) (laughs) My, my, my bride and I were talking last night and something about Star Trek and this binge that I'm on. My bride. Uh, And I made the comment that, well, I'm, I'm, I'm nerdy, but I'm not an Uber nerd. I might be a super nerd, but I'm not an Uber nerd or, or vice versa. She was like, well, what's more isn't maybe that's what it was. I said, I'm, I'm an Uber nerd, but I'm not a super nerd. And she was like, no, no, Uber's more. And I was like, all right, cool. Whatever. Anyway. So I just was curious. But why or super. do you feel like you can't be a nerd? No, I am. I'm a hundred percent a nerd, but the whole why idea were, was, why were you like, well, I'm not that nerdy because we were talking about the different Star Trek shows I've, I've, I've been watching. 
Mm-hmm. I probably won't watch the cartoon Lower Decks or the animated series Lower Decks oh. because I just don't have quite that knowledge of canon nor care necessarily to. Not that it's like, whatever, do you? But that was my distinction was like, well, I don't know that much about all the storylines and the hidden Easter eggs and all these other things. I don't really care. So I'm not a super nerd. And she just looked at me like, yes, you are. I was like, no, I, I mean, that's fine. But she goes, well, no, you're just maybe not an Uber nerd. Maybe that's the level. So super to Uber is a different level. That was the whole point super, of it. Super That does feel right. Super than Uber. Yeah. Then Lyft. Then just call <laughs> your friends. It's going to be much easier for your friend to pick you up at the airport than getting a ride share from the airport. Are you sure you didn't go then drinking get last a taxi. night and you're still drunk? Then today? the top one is let them unionize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, those are the levels yeah. of uh, nerds for a Star Trek. Taxis need to go away. That's a whole different story. Uber's disruption, perfect. Uber's running of their business, not so perfect. Taxis need to go away? Yes. How come? Because the their entire business model and just was was broken and inconvenient and not consumer focused. And so that's why Uber and Lyft were so successful. So I look at taxis down here and then Uber, Lyft, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Mm -hmm. But anyway, we are way off track here, Kim. Yeah, we're way off track, but I'm going to continue to get us back off track for a second because I got some feedback from Debbie, one of my friends and who I see. I have people who listen also. Um, Not my mom. Um, and well, your mom too. she comment. Well, yes, but my mom's name is also Debbie, but this is not Debbie. Um, she had a comment about when you said my, my partner, my bride, and you were not sure. Yeah. She said that what she does is she refers to her husband by name. So you could say my bride, my wife, but then she said, I use his name so that they can be included in the conversation. So oh, the sure. context of this person in the conversation is my wife, my husband, my partner, my spouse, whatever. Yeah. And then moving forward, you have the name. Hmm. So something. But that means I have to give my wife power and make her as a person. <sighs> I'm trying I don't to want help that. you because so, it seemed like you didn't know. No, and that's it's always fine. a joke I love that. about a belittling joke. women. <laughs> always. So yes, Sonia is is my wife. She I am her husband. I am fortunate because it's just because she's awesome and puts up with my crap. But that's why I'm in a closed room with the door shut and she just left because she's like, I'm out. I'm out. No. <laughs> she uh, yes. so much. Her name is Sonia, but I don't, I, but I'm also never sure like how often people might listen or remember things. And so I use her title rather than her name. So, but I can see where Debbie's coming from. Absolutely yeah. right. Using, using a person's great... name is, is very good. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I, oh, I get hung up on the my, cause I don't. Well, right. Uh, but, but it's a connection. It's not an ownership. It's a connection. Exactly. And that's what I you saw anyway. Yeah. Uh, so listen, ally badges. Okay. Let's talk about ally badges. I think the first thing I thought of was um, it's, it's really a conversation as it often is. I, the thing that I'm most surprised about the show is that it often comes back to this. Um, maybe that's silly that I didn't realize it, but uh, it's about intent, right? Mm-hmm. What is your allyship performative? Or is it rooted in a desire to um, be doing good? Right. Not well, good. Yep. Um, and and what is your intent? If the intent is the reward, then on the one hand, it's like, okay, well, 
everybody, you know, we, we need kind of all hands on deck. So, yeah. okay. But in, if your intent is a reward, how long are you going to be in this for? Yep. Are you going to leave when you get your medal? Are you going to leave when you get your statue? Or when it gets tough. Are you going to, yeah, well, yeah. And people call I, you out, people call is, you a traitor or whatever. Yeah, my thought is, yeah, for sure. When it gets tough, you're out. Yeah. Not you, but I'm saying like, you know, if you're only in it for X, Y, Z. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, and, I think it's, that's important. Yeah. And then also like, what is the badge beyond like the feeling of feeling like that that comes from knowing that you're doing what your morals tell you to do i guess so i guess my thought is this like when i got my covid vaccine i posted about it on social media i even changed you know they got the profile pic changes you can have a little badge banner thing that says you know i got vaccinated you should too in order to encourage others to show where i stand and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing right yeah so i think of the same thing in this fight for equal justice and equity and against oppression. And I think of it there and I think, okay, how can I show my community? This is what I believe. And this is why without being performative. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I'd like to be able to like, for instance, here's, here's where this came up again in my mind. Um, I attended uh, an event recently online. There was a live webinar from a company called HubSpot which is a uh, business tool, marketing automation, sales, communications, CRM. They call themselves a CRM suite, but they're a software company that helps businesses grow. And I've been involved with HubSpot for a long, long time. And they had this event called Inbound. And at one point, there were some folks who are HubSpot users who, uh, are, who are Black, who started this thing called Black at Inbound. It has grown to now be a part of HubSpot and and like uh, like a, a full movement, which I think is is, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. So much of marketing and sales is white cisgender straight males. We mm-hmm. need so much more, right? Yeah. Because when because when we don't, we have things like, well, we can't talk about you know feminine products, and if we do, it's <laughs> got to be like blue water. <laughs> we can't talk about what this really is. You know, this yeah. is stupid stuff, right? Yeah. Um. And same thing with race. Like, we have these really insensitive ad campaigns or other things that happen. And you're like, wait, how did that get by? Oh, cause the room is all white. Okay. Mm-hmm. So diversity at the table needs to happen. In any case, black and inbound. I thought this is really cool. So I attended an event when they kicked it off. And part of it was because I want to understand a different community that I'm not a part of. And yeah. so I want to, I want to be there to learn. I'm not coming to be like a spy or some, I, I don't know the negative side of this, but as I'm there, I asked the question that we talked about on this show about being a voyeur said, how, how do I, as a cisgender, cause it was, um, it was a black and queer event. So it was mm-hmm. about, um, LGBTQIA black founders and entrepreneurs and other people, uh, leaders and how they n- navigate in the world. And I thought, well, gosh, all of that checks off the, the boxes, air quotes that I am not. Yeah. That's why I was there. And so I asked, I said, as a cisgender straight white male, how do I learn? And take in information and content and culture without being a voyeur. So we've talked about that before on this show. So go back and listen to, I don't want to be a white voyeur. Um, but, it, but it, I wanted to ask it in a respectful way and, ha- and, and have that badge air quotes of this is a guy who's actually interested and is, and is mm-hmm. trying to be a part of this conversation without being the white savior, without being 
the, 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 whatever, like I want to be that safe person. Right. Yeah. What I'm understanding is it, first of all, it isn't a one-time thing. It's a constant mm-hmm. proving of myself and that's okay. Yeah. Because guess what? Our BIPOC population has been burned again and again and again and again by my look. I just need to continuously prove that and I'm going to yeah. be okay with that. Yeah. So that's where all that kind of stuff came back up again for me. Yeah. It, it feels like two separate things, right? Okay. The, um, the like wanting to show that you are um, not, not a threat, but kind, kind of like, you know, like you are, not, you personally are not the same as others who have come before you. You are yep. not here for that, um, for those same reasons, those same motivations, your, um, your heart, your general mindset is not the same. And I, I think for that, you know, I, I think that you just have to project it. It's about what you put out, not what somebody else kind of puts onto you, the label that somebody puts onto you, because yeah. we all get labeled all the time. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, if you're confident in what you're putting out if you know your heart you know your soul you know who you are and who you aren't then it's like for example um you are a sensitive male but you know who you are you don't need somebody to like you don't need to like but i'm also a man and like i need to be x y and z so you know that i'm also like i have that as well because who cares you know what i mean like people think whatever they want to think you know your own heart and you project your thoughts and feelings out so that people can see that as well yeah um and the same thing would go for what's that i I cried this morning on a news story i haven't cried in decades that's exactly right see you're the opposite Yeah. yeah (laughs) Um, I, uh, you know, the same thing goes for me. I, I, like people will sometimes project I thoughts onto me and, uh, I just, am like, Oh, I know that's, that's not true. Okay. So I think that's the first thing is, is, uh, you know, yourself enough to, to be able to project out how you feel. And so I, I, you know, instead of wanting somebody else to put a label on you, you can project out that label for yourself. And then the other one is how do you do the work to encourage others to do the work as well? And I think that that the vaccine badge is really interesting to me because I would be curious to see. Now I know for a fact that the voting badge on Facebook works. Um, I can't remember the exact percentage, so I'm not going to throw it out, but it was a pretty high percentage of people that were motivated to go vote by the Facebook badge. Like there was a whole study on it. Um, So I would be curious to see if the vaccine badge works. Also, I am tempted to think it does because politically it's similar in that, that, you know, the, the vaccine has somehow become politicized i mean not somehow not magically we had a uh dictator in the white house and he was terrible and um you know that's okay that's not okay i was gonna make a joke like that's okay we only have three more years of him and pretend like it was biden but it's not and then i bailed out of the joke last minute and instead just was like oh it's fine that we had trump (laughs) that's fine that he did this anyway so i'd be curious to see the the numbers on the vaccine or the vaccine badge and what that does but I don't know for something like this because it's just see the badge, get the vaccine, see the badge, cast your ballot. That's a, uh, one day. That's one day out of someone's life to just 
check things off of a list. Doing anti-racist work, doing allyship work is a an everyday process. You don't get to tap out. Um, and and in fact, you truly don't get to tap out because you have the privilege of being able to tap out. It's right. on you to to not because you can. So I don't think that having some sort of like one little thing that shows, hey, I'm doing this and you should too. I don't think that that really would make a difference anyway. Um, I think it's it comes down to like what, what you're already doing on Facebook, all the having the conversations, engaging in conversations, um, pushing back against people, um, engaging in debate, engaging in debate over messenger, all that kind of stuff. I think that's where we see the change. That's where the work happens. Um, so I don't, you know, someone that's doing it for the quote badge. I don't know how much good that actually does. Right. You know? Oh yeah. I, so I think of it, I got, I got two thoughts. Number one, I, I put up a, a new flagpole recently that I can fly two flags. So I have my American flag, but then for Juneteenth, I bought a Juneteenth flag and I flew that. And thanks in large part to my conversation with Wanta from a previous episode. And I, I talked about how I want to be able to fly that flag, but I feel like I needed to ask someone, a, mm -hmm. a person who was black to say, is it okay? Cause this has been in my mind, a black holiday. And she was like, oh no, no, it's an American holiday. Spread the word far and wide. Awesome. Well, then she referenced the Pan-African flag. And I was like, okay, now to show that I'm an ally and support black lives, should I get that flag? And she was like, oh, hell no. That's appropriation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I know that. So, you know, I have a little yard sign out in front of my yard. I have one watch for motorcycles because I'm a biker. I have one that brags on one of my children because they're on the, the honor roll in our local school. And then I have one that says, we believe in this house that Black Lives Matter, science is real, water is life, and injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And so I, I put forth that idea around my neighborhood that I'm going to support you, whoever you are. Yeah. Right? So I could fly the um, the equality flag, which is now you know the rainbow trans and Black Lives Matter conglomerate. I don't know what you can call that. It's all yeah. them together, right? I could fly that to show that I'm a, I'm an ally. Um, I wouldn't fly the pan pan African flag because that's just appropriation. Mm -hmm. But I want to be able to show my neighbors in person and my network online that I'm here to do the work, right? So yeah. having a yard sign, having a flag, maybe whatever, like that kind of maybe begins to help. Um, but then also uh, you said, Kim, doing, doing the work. And I feel like, and I think it's working because I've had several people who are white tell me, I see the work you're doing and you're inspiring me. So thank you for that. I'm going to go do this thing too, or whatever. So when I share the articles, when I have those discussions, I know that I'm doing that work. Now there's so much more work to be done, by the way. I fully yeah. get that things like voting on the right people in the office that will help us with things like voting rights rather than taking away, you know, and, and voter suppression. Right. <sighs> yeah. You know, voting in, I talked to a, 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 my friend Stan about this a long time ago and he said, you know, voting in the right district attorneys and prosecutors is really important because you want people in there that will prosecute police for the atrocities they commit and not just criminals. Yeah. All right. You know, because when they do commit atrocities, because, police do not all police of course 
but it happens and we need to be able to hold people accountable. And that's important. Like, all right, cool. Now I have another thought, but do you have anything from there? No, no. my thought immediate was like, my only thought immediately was that uh, when you t- started talking about voting rights, like, Oh boy. Just thinking about Joe Manchin and thinking like, tell you, tell you somebody who wants an allyship badge, just Joe Manchin. He just wants one that says bipartisanship. Right. I got, I did it. I did bipartisanship. I did government. Does anybody actually care about bipartisan? I read that somewhere where like your average American doesn't give two shits about bipartisan. They just want stuff to get done. Yes. Like when you call a bipartisan bill, nobody cares. Yes. But when you say we have an infrastructure bill and they're like, okay, cool. Well, here's what so this, happens. This it, idea of bipartisan is just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And and I don't know Joe Manchin's heart, but I I know or I feel confident that um, maybe he does truly care about bipartisanship. But I think what he cares most about is in his in West Virginia for re-election time that he mm-hmm. can go back and say, see, I didn't just you know always say yes to the Democrats. I fought, I tried to do the best that I could. He does not understand the politics of the moment. He's going to get primaried and he's going to lose in the primary. And then that Democrat will lose in West Virginia. Right. Because there is no more such thing. Like, let's say he didn't get primaried. Let's say the Democrats said, no, we got to keep Joe Manchin because we we need him in the Senate. He'll lose anyway (laughs) because we don't have a nation that works together really anymore in in congress and um yeah it's i think that he thinks he's doing quote doing politics because that's what i think in my head that's what he's doing (laughs) i'm doing politics i'm doing it i'm keeping the filibuster it's it's uh the filibuster matters my man the filibuster is racist um it has racist roots and uh, so I don't know what you're fighting for so hard anyway. And also, oh, we got to keep it because if the Republicans get in power. OK, yes, sure. But don't they kind of already have the power right now anyway? Oh, Haven't you already given them the power? They have all the power. They have all of it. They got 40 Even seats in all the power. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 40. They got 50 seats. I don't know why just before I was thinking of the filibuster. We've got 50 seats and all the power. Yep. But go on with your uh fighting for bipartisanship yeah so the other thought i had was um when you were talking about like the the voting badge the vaccine badge um i so i I go back to my faith and i think about what i what i read in the bible about giving you know don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing um you, you give in secret you don't give and then go tell everybody about it right so so often philanthropists aren't bragging about what they're doing they don't have a pr team they're just doing it Mm-hmm. And I think it's good. You don't do it to brag about it. But then I've also always struggled with the fact that, but I want to tell people that the reason that I give 10% of my income to, to something is because I believe in these principles. And I think you should too. And when we, if we all did that, how much better would the world be? And so for a long time, when I had a home church, 10% went to my church and that church did work in the world and did good stuff. Okay, cool. Now, instead, I don't have a home church. We still, we still do that. We live by that principle. Mm-hmm. We live on our 90% we give away 10% and more, but that's our, that's our principle. And we give it to organizations that are doing what we believe is the work of the hands and feet of God. Right? So it's not always a Christian organization. It's some, oftentimes it's something else, but it's giving to organizations that help the, the marginalized, the downtrodden that, that do something for maybe disease or whatever. And like, there's a lot that we give to. So my thought is, 
I want to be able to tell people about that without coming across as a braggart Mm -hmm. without like doing it. I'm not doing it for that reason. Right. So it's intent, I guess, is what it comes down to again. And so I think about that. Am I doing it in secret? Because that's what I'm supposed to do and not have the pat on the back or do I do it because I want to brag about it or do I do it because I want to encourage. So for me, that ally badge isn't going to be a badge and that's okay. It's going to be a continual process of proving myself again and again. And I'm going to do it with a mix of working in secret, not secret, but like working under the radar and just doing the work, just with my head down, doing the work other times, encouraging and promoting it so that others can see it, but I'm never doing it to brag. And when I do get somebody to say, Hey, that was, I'm really glad you did that. All right, cool. I know I'm doing the good work. Let's keep going. Yeah. Right. You know, when I had, when I had um, someone reach out to me and said, I really enjoyed our conversation online the other day. I see the work that you're doing. I really appreciate it as a, as a, as a person of that community. And I don't need to go into all that detail. Cause again, I'm not bragging. I, and I was like, wow, that, that really meant the world to me Yeah. because they saw it and wanted to encourage me and I'm going to keep doing it. And so that's really cool. But anyway, it's tricky. On that one. it is. It's uh, very tricky. And, and you know what? Honestly, Kim, it's okay that it's tricky. I am yeah. not looking for, you know, when I asked that question at the, in the black and inbound experience, it wasn't meant to be like, Hey, everybody look at me. I'm doing the work. And, he, and here's your easy button, Dan. Good job. Yeah. White, white man. Way to go. Like, no, I recognize that I, like, not at all. You already have an easy button. I do. I do. <laughs> and the beautiful thing was in that conversation, these folks who were, you know, people of color, who some of them were either trans or, or gay or uh, some other kind of intersection of marginalization recognized and talked about their own privilege in those spaces. But the fact that they recognize that privilege and how our caste system works, you know, one of the people said something to the, like referenced their education. They have, you know, a master's or two masters or whatever. And I was like, wow. Okay. So they recognize the privilege they have, but simply by having more education in our system and they turn around and give that privilege to somebody else behind them. I was like, why the hell can't white people do that same thing? Seriously. That's because they've never had to fight for anything. Yeah, that's fair. White, white males in particular, we need to recognize that privilege and how, just how stinking much of it we have. Yeah. Because when you're the, you know, biggest fish with all the power and privilege and, and we're that way for so long, then you don't know what else is in the ocean. Yeah. You know? Well, I hope, I hope that people can see that in our conversations, just to be inspired, to learn, to go do, um, yeah, I just, because it, because it's so important, you know, it is. And, it's not, and it's not meant to like, I'm, I'm going to wear that badge hashtag ally. So people can pat me on the back and go, I appreciate you, Dan. That's not what I'm doing. I want to encourage others to be allies in their ways. You know, I have, I have a friend, Sarah, who does the work. And, and does it with such a heart and does so much of it, but never looks for the accolades. And she grew up in the same hometown I did, extremely white, extremely heteronorm, extremely cis, like all that stuff, right? Yeah. And she was able to find her way out of that bubble and make a difference in the world without being a white savior. I'm going to give. Yeah. Like, no, she just does the work. Yeah. And, and she does it differently than I do. And I appreciate what she does, but then I learned so much from her and I've had some encouragement from her personally, which is great. Um, 
But the fact that we can all have these conversations and do it, I think is really important to do anyway. I think that you touched on something too that I want to go back to. The work looks different for everybody. Mm. Um, if you're just because you're not posting about it, just because you're not talking about it, just because you're not X, Y, or Z, doesn't mean that you're not doing the work. Just because you are posting about it doesn't mean you're not doing the work. Just, you know, I, I think that sometimes people tend, because we live in a social media age, you know, people tend to judge someone else based on just what they can see on their little um, square picture. And um, it's hard to know where their heart actually is. Yep. Yeah. So the lesson is there's no ally badge, there's ally work. And you know, we have to prove it every day and yeah. we have to be okay with that. And I think the badge comes from when you lay your uh, little head down on your pillow, you go night night. <laughs> you lay your head down. What are you, how do you feel about what you've done for the day? And how do you feel about yourself for having done it? Do you feel, you know, the check-in Do you feel yeah. like you've done, done it or do you feel like, well, I wish I would have, I wish someone would have said good job. I, I totally understand what you're saying, but here's where my mind goes when you say that. I know plenty of people who lay their head down at night and feel totally comfortable with what they did. And they're flying a Confederate traitor flag. They're yeah. flying their Trump 2024 flags. They're speaking out against critical race theory discussions. They're saying my kid can't learn about racism in school. They're, they're basically walking around with a <laughs> segregation. Just, your critical signs. race theory. Oh, your six-year-old is in law school. That like, if your six-year-old is in law school learning critical race theory, then like, I don't know, man, this conversation is more interesting because I want to talk about your six-year-old in law school. If right. you're saying that your six-year-old can't learn CRT, then you're, and your six-year-old is not in law school, then you're, you need to turn off Fox News and understand that critical race theory is a law theory. It's a theory right. of critically looking at the law through the lens of race. Yeah. It is not, it's just, you're not upset that your six-year-old is learning it. You're racist. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I, I'm so sick of people turning, taking what they want and then just like manufacturing um, a frenzy around it. I don't want my kids to learn that there were slaves in America. Yeah. So I'm going to now take this tiny little piece of information, which is that in law schools, CRT is taught. I'm going to pluck that random thing that people we didn't even know about crt six months ago i'm gonna pluck that out and now it's gonna be all over lower thirds on the news and we're gonna trick people into thinking that their schools that their elementary school kids and junior high and high school kids are learning this very specific law theory yep. i'm so sick of it yep Yep. You know what else really grinds my gears? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> yep. I have a lawn. I live in an apartment. It's true. Well, that was good. Thanks for uh, unpacking that with me. Thank you. Um, uh, it was. Both listeners enjoyed Chris and Bora. No, and Debbie. Oh, and Debbie. Three. You have three now. Yeah, three. Um, she's been listening the whole time. Love her. Um, Appreciate it. I, 
I really want to thank myself because we're going through a heat wave right now. And I had to turn off my fan and air conditioning to be able to do this. So now we're entering the episodes where um, they'll be the same length, but I'll be melting. <laughs> Just get progressively sweatier and sweatier as we go through. Sorry, everybody, for that information, but it's just what's happening. It's, it's um, real life. I live in Los Angeles in the Valley. Everyone wants to make fun of California because, uh, oh, you're weather so perfect no it gets to be about in triple digits pretty regularly here in the valley and you know what it's really humid that's when what happens when you live in a in a desert basically yes on the side of a mountain where the sun just beats on you and the water doesn't get to yeah quit complaining no i'm not complaining no i mean i am complaining hang on wait hang on Um, (laughs) it's also like just within the last couple years humid now too you're welcome climate change man no, that's fake. So <laughs> if you want to talk uh, ally badges, <laughs> no, but if you want to uh, hit us up, we're on social media, My America Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Dan Moyle on the social media platforms. If you want to talk heat waves and humidity, I'm at Kim Moffat is melting.com. <laughs> no, no, just Wait, at Kim Moffat.com. Yeah, I, I love you know how social media being- works. Yeah, I lock down at KimMoffitIsMelting.com. You guys don't know anything. If you okay. don't know, you can get a .com, clickable .com in your at handle. In your at handle. Yeah. Oh, you are like anyway, 40. at Kim Moffitt, I know. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, Kim, thank you for being such a, my conscience voice. My head stay the, out of my head. You're uh, welcome. Anyway. I'm trying. There you go. That's my America, friends. Cheers.